to record right now. I'm going to put everyone on mute, and then we'll take it from there. That you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions On top of all the trends Or have you ever worried You were too much in the mainstream Always so generic More normal than your friends Well we've devised a test To put the rest your fears There's no need to panic If you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy After all that you've heard Cause if you like the show Then you're probably a nerd Oh Ken, it's Ken, it's all And welcome to the It's Canon Podcast. It is Monday. That means it's Mandalorian Monday. The Monday, the day of the week where we talk about all things Mandalorian. And boy, oh boy, do we have a fun episode today. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Boris. And this week, I'm joined by Phil. Hello, everybody. How you doing out there? And Tyler. Hey, oh, I've messed up my timing so much because we're just starting and my drink is empty. Oh, tisk, tisk, tisk. You you do have a couple minutes, so you can go and refill that drink, buddy. That's true. It's true. This week, we're going to be talking all things Mandalorian. Phil, let's see if I can get this right. Season 2, Episode 6, Chapter 14. You nailed it. Boom! I got it. Still haven't screwed that up live. So... When an episode it was, we're going to be talking about all things Mandalorian. But this week, like every week, we are joined by guests so that we can talk and geek out with them. And Tyler's clearly getting a drink. No, he's not. No, I didn't move. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a witty remark early on. And then when Phil gets going, I'm just going to disappear. All right. <laughs> So, this week, we are joined by some awesome guests. They are known as Big T and Little T, Todd and Trent. Hello, guys. Thanks Hello. for having us on the show. Yeah. Thanks for coming sure. on. Before we get started, can you guys tell us a little bit about your podcast and how you got into podcasting as a father-son duel? Sure, yeah. So, uh, I've been a Star Wars fan all my life, basically since Empire when I was five. And uh, so... Uh, I'm part of the 501st. I have a TK. Uh, so um, I really like Star Wars. I have a ton of Star Wars tattoos, blah, blah, blah. I really like Star Wars. <laughs> and so um, I have three kids. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Jen. Uh, she's uh, nine, 19 years. And then I have three kids. So I have Jordan, who's 25. So I got to experience the prequels <laughs> through Jordan. Um, and so we got to do like Celebration 2 and 3 in Indianapolis and got to experience that kind of prequel love with him. And then Trent came along. Yes. And uh, so um, we've had, it's pretty much Star Wars like all day, right? Yes. Yeah. And I have Star Wars toys a lot. Yeah. It's Star Wars all the time. <laughs> and so when Mandalorian was coming out for season one, um, I, I do another podcast because one podcast is not enough. And so I'm part of WSTR Galactic Public Access. And we're, we're closing in on 200 episodes. So 
we're super excited about that. And so we, we kind of did that starting Rogue One. So I've been doing podcasting for a while. And when Mandalorian was coming around, I'm like, hey, do you do you want to talk about this every week? Because I think it would be cool to kind of capture that and see it from a kid's perspective. You know, not just me geeking out about a Star Wars thing, but this is a new TV show. And let's talk about that. So, Trent, we I said, hey, let's do this. Yeah. And that's kind of how you started. Yeah. How about you? I'm like, I usually just play um video games so much. Yeah. And I just, um, I watched um star wars with my dad yeah uh and we went to celebration chicago yes and we went to detroit we went to detroit so in detroit they had a museum exhibit of all the it was i forget i think it's the costume of galaxies exhibit where we got to see all the costumes like up close and so we went to detroit because that was the closest stop we took a road trip there and that was pretty awesome yeah Yeah, I saw the big fist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the big fist in Detroit. Yeah, yes, exactly. That's awesome. So it's it's been a journey, and so we we did we did uh, Mandalorian, and then we went over to Star Wars Resistance yes. because we never saw that we never had Disney before. So started season one of Resistance, yeah. and then it perfect timing came back for season two of Mandalorian. Yeah. We're enjoying it, right? Yeah, I just. I just love Mandalorian so much. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about it today. Yeah, exactly. Trent, don't worry. My life is not much different than yours. I play video games. <laughs> I watch Star Wars all day. Huh. You know, as an adult, <laughs> as a 35-year-old, my life's not much different. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we enjoy, we definitely enjoy playing Jedi Fallen yes. Order, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was so fun. Yep. So, now, Trent, So that's a little bit about us. Awesome. Yeah. Trent, I have to ask yeah. you. Who is what? your favorite character in all of Star Wars? Uh, Ooh, that's a big question. Oh, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> it changes, right? Yeah, it changes. And I think Luke Skywalker is my favorite. Classic. You like Luke? Yeah. Yeah, he... I think I think that's my top favorite. Okay. You like Kylo, too. Yeah, he's cool. And Yoda. And Yoda. What about Grogu? <laughs> I guess. Yes, I just like... It's just so hard to choose it which is. one. Yes, They're all cool. Is. They are cool. They are all cool. Well, mostly cool. Do you like Jar Jar? Yeah, Binks? mostly cool. Yeah, like, um, like some people like are so scared. Like, like, um, if they um say like um if they're trying to tame a um rancor, they just like fail at it. Like, like oh, they're the super, rancor. Yeah, he's like super scary, shaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're pretty funny. I love it. Well, that's a little bit about us. We're from yeah. Chicago, yeah. and we're we're so happy to be on this yes. show. Thank you so much. Oh, of yeah, course, it's Chicago, our pleasure. Chicago. All right, Phil, the floor is all yours. Take us on this tour as we chat about all things Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 6, Chapter 14. All right, everybody. So we're going to just break it down, do a little bit of a play-by-play with the show. But first off, we all know that this episode was called The Tragedy, which was a pretty ominous sign when that credit appeared after the lighthearted kind of interactions with Grogu. I'm just wondering what our actual takeaways were of the episode. Like, you know, just the overall reactions. Boris, what did you find about this thing? Well, I think uh, one thing I quickly said to you was, I don't think this episode being our episode is going to be too long because not much happened. It was, you know, we get there, there's a lot of fighting, other stuff happens, roll credits. Overall... I thought it was a pretty good episode. It was more on the filler side. Um, we got some more Star Wars lure things, but overall, you know, it was it was it was perfectly acceptable. Not the best episode, not the greatest episode, acceptable. 
Really? That's I figured everyone, like, I'll, I'll just put it on the table. I figured it was going to be a complete filler episode. Not that I, you know, I find that Star Wars, especially The Mandalorian and Dave Filoni, are really good at taking those filler episodes and making them mean something. Like, it, it doesn't really apply the same way that it does with other things, uh, with other types of shows. But I definitely felt that this was, um, it, it overachieved on my expectation just where it picked up from yeah. i didn't think that they were going to go to tython i just didn't think that they were going to jump into this i figured that that was going to be an end of season cliffhanger of him getting to that putting grogu on the stone and things like that so it, it exceeded my expectations a little bit in that regard because really you're right it's very action heavy which is a good thing for a show like this but i think that it really drove in a lot more of the elements we were expecting to to be drawn out a little more it delivered them right away that you know the troopers at the end everything to me with the boat like obviously boba fett and we're gonna get into it but that that's what really overachieved for my own reading tyler did you have any any feelings about this episode yeah, I mean, I was thinking about during the opening bit doing the thing of this is the episode that gets me kicked off the podcast because <laughs> and I want to preface this by saying that even a bad episode of Mandalorian is better than a lot of television. But mm -hmm. yeah, to me, this is the worst episode of the show. Yeah, like, I can see that. It's and we're going to go into it more as we break it down. But there's so much in this episode that. It it. it arguably detracts from other aspects of what we've been going into with this show and what Star Wars as kind of this meta narrative that we keep kind of talking about. And it seems like even the creative team behind all these shows is, is dancing around. It's just, it's a very ho-hum episode. And it was, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. I get that, man. I honestly get that. Um, yeah. You're the second person that I've heard say this. Um, and, you know, like you said, like a bad Mandalorian episode is still better than a lot of other TV, especially a certain show that we're going to be talking for 10 days about. Um, but, you know, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, my issue right now is, like, anytime I start any of my points I'm thinking of, like that just becomes, like, a, like a five, ten-minute thing, and I don't want to do that just yet. So let's hear yeah. from Big and Little C. Yeah, I'm really curious what, what Trent and Todd thought of the overall feel of this episode trent why don't you start what did you say oh it stinks <laughs> <laughs> yes it stinks and you, I just... yeah you basically said i didn't like this episode partly because of like, them getting gro uh got uh moff yeah, and getting yeah grogu yeah, yeah but the f i think like i like when um baby yoda's like choking everybody like, <laughs> he was not happy yeah like, i mean I, i'm kind of in agreement i mean i i don't see this totally as a filler we we were speculating speculating after last week's we we're like the last shot of yeah. this season is him putting Grogu on the seeing stone and we're going to see mm -hmm. a Jedi pop up and that's the last shot. So when they open with them going right to Tython, I was like, Oh, we're really pushing the story a little bit. So I was interested uh, uh, of the story, but um, yeah, it, it's definitely action heavy. Um, and there's a lot of lore that's actually tightened up here. Yeah. So yeah. I, I saw it as a, I saw it as a 
pretty decent episode, but you were just upset because Grogu, yeah, they, they got Grogu. Yeah, that's like, I thought they were going to get him like right away, but the both actually like, nah. Nah. Yeah. Right, yeah. But but, but the, the cool part is like we see those on big droids. Like yeah, those. the dark troopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're, we're, we'll talk about that too. We're going to go through the episode. Yeah. But yeah, overall, you basically, the one sentence was like, I didn't like that. And I would say yeah. I liked it, um, but I, I'm curious again, where this is, you know, where this is going. Yeah. And what, what they're going to do. I um, thought um, Ahsoka is going to be like like the second last. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, um, yeah, go for it, Trent. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, it's, um, it is like, um, I saw it's going to be like, um, like, I said it's going to be like a different plan. Like when it's, yeah, we, I said right. it's going to be like oak green, but not like so foggy. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> right. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about more, but he didn't like it, and I I, I kind of like that. So yeah, it, it's it's kind of the Empire Strikes Back of episodes. Yes, correct. Because, I mean, yeah, we get a cool Moff Gideon theme. I thought the music was great. The action sequences are really well done for you know Rodriguez directing this. So there is some highlights, but I I can understand Tyler's point about it. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, it's understandable, but yeah. For me, exactly that. Robert Rodriguez directed it. Obviously, they were trying to get an action-oriented episode in. Yes. They took the guy who probably is most famous for being able to cram a ton of action in for a very low budget, right? That's, so That's a good point. You know, like, this this was a very well cast from the directorial point of view by Star Wars crew, so shout out to them. And I think Robert Rodriguez probably had a lot of fun playing in that volume and playing well, in the Star Wars universe, right? And we got a shot on location, too, mm -hmm. yeah. which is a different take, you know, because um, at first I was like, I don't know how they're doing this in the volume. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> As a progressive, like, no, this is definitely shot on location. Yeah, yeah we should point that out. Like, yeah. yeah, they definitely do on location shots with these shows. It's not all in the volume. It it This was definitely Southern California. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like they got and, in the car and drove out into the, 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 the desert or, you know, the desert type area and essentially set the cameras up. Yeah. yeah I mean, and that's how they did it in Return of Jedi, you know, going to Arizona. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, uh, I, I think I think there's something to it. I, I We're just so we're so uh, blessed, I think, with the volume and how things are looking that when it comes back to real world, we're like, this isn't as glamorous as I thought it would be, you know, but um, it's still kind of cool. I, I definitely like the shot on location. Yeah. And basically we have the show opening uh, with Mando, like Din Jarden talking with Grogu saying his name and Grogu immediately reacts every time with almost the same type of audio, the same type of response, which I think is interesting because he still doesn't use the, like Grogu's name that often I, I would have figured that he would invoke it especially later on in the episode to try and jar his attention because he knows that he gets his attention with it but you know we're playing with the little shifter knob again which just increasingly feels like there's something more to this thing or it's just a really hot toy for the kid <laughs> and uh and we see him do the force trick and then he swears he uses his dank ferret uh, swear word which is like you know a star wars swear and grogu reacts to it which surprised me because the, the child immediately got upset about the fact that there was a swear right and he immediately dropped the the toy 
and became defensive and then didn't had to start talking to him and addressing him and tell well that nice lady Ahsoka you know what I mean like he he had these little references to you know she's she basically he's he's trying to guild the child into understanding that he's going to need to let him go which I think right there sets up a really ominous tone for the episode because already I, I it started setting it up in my mind like Oh, I think I'm going to be upset at the end of this. <laughs> I, I don't think this right. is going to go well. Or it's foreshadowing for the season, right? It, it's There's a little bit of play there where I was a little bit like, oh, this is happening. And they get to Tython. They land. They fly up to the mountain, which I thought were all like... Windows actually, down. Windows down, though. Yeah, windows down. And I really like the choice there because it just expedited what could have been a long, drawn-out scene. You know, you, and it you made sense. That, like, yeah, you could have like a God of War moment where you're climbing up this mountain for like the whole episode, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> we, we got right to the top right away, and I think that's where it delivered. And, and you know, again, I, I'm not really concerned about like you know runtime. Uh, you know, I again the Clone Wars three minutes, and I was eating those up. So you could tell a tight story in a, in a lot of time. So I think. Um, I think you you can do that. I think Rodriguez does de- deliver, but it is a little light here. But they went right away to the top. You're like, oh, this is happening right away. You know? Yeah. And and then we see that seeing stone there and it's round. It started looking immediately like the shifter knob to me, which I thought. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Well, I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like this is this is a theme, at least. I, I was like taking notes in my head like, oh, this is something this. I don't know what it might be nothing. But it could be something. Eddie throws them on there right away. The little butterflies come around, and then Grogu is in the force zone, right? And he's even got his little fingers touching, just like a true meditation type thing, right? So I thought, oh, there's a lot of cute going on here. This is the internet's going to love this. <laughs> well, I mean, but I got a little Jedi Fallen Order vibe there mm-hmm. with the meditation circle. So I, I mean, I took the cue from that. I was like, oh, that's cool. They're like actually kind of connecting the two uh, with Cal. I, I really thought that was a cool visual. And the beacon was cool there too. Like, oh, son, he's like in, you know, Zen Grogu mode. mode. You're like, oh my gosh, this is for real. You know, like, again, I mm-hmm. thought I thought there would be almost kind of a Ray Luke thing where, you know, and you kind of get that a little bit, you know, at the beginning with how Mando's talking to like, yeah, just do your Jedi thing here. You know, <laughs> you're supposed to connect. Um, and I thought, again, I thought that was going to be a little drawn out. And then it's almost immediately, he's like locked in, you know. What did you think of that? Trent? Um, Pretty cool. And <laughs> I, have, cool, like, right? I have like two questions. You have two questions. Okay. So wait, what about Cal? Like, you know, like it's like kind of like, um, like it's kind of over for like the like Jedi Fallen Wars, like uh-huh. after the um, Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. May. But Mandalorian's after the Clone Wars yes. too. Do you think Cal could show up? Yes. Could be. <laughs> and he but, could be a candidate. You gotta throw that in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. So I <laughs> What's oh, your second question? Like, how did the, the ball did not get destroyed from that big flash? <laughs> we'll we'll get there in a second. And maybe maybe it's um <laughs> the plot point. Maybe maybe um maybe it's um maybe it's uh maybe it's best card. Yeah, best card. Or something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are good points. We'll get to them. Um, yeah, we, I did notice that there's writing when when he's in that force zone, 
there was some writing at the base. Now, this is really geeky, and I have to give a shout out to like the internet for pointing this out because I would not know this otherwise. That is a language called Ur-Kitat, which is actually the original, the old tongue, and it's actually the Sith language. So I was just like, okay, it just show up in Rebels a lot, and it shows up in comic books, Star Wars comic books a lot. So this is kind of when I found out about that, I was a little bit weirded out about it because they made such a big deal of it in Rise of Skywalker with C-3PO not being able to speak the old tongue and whatnot. And then here it is directly, you know, represented in this sacred Mm. site, which I think brings that Bendu kind of, I know this is like super geeky, but it's that it brings, it evokes that whole Bendu thing of Typhon the planet, Tython the planet, because, you know, we have the two moons supposedly orbiting it that are the the light and the dark side. And this is supposed to be the balanced side of things. So it was kind of funny that you have light coming out of a Sith language, which I think is some kind of balance reference, but the the language is definitely too worn to make out. We couldn't get a translation on that. So (laughs) we tried. Any thoughts from from, uh, Boris and Tyler about anything so far? It's all pretty. I, I wanted to jump onto the uh, C-3PO block thing, which mm-hmm. was that, um, do, was that, we, we don't know when that was put in, and we don't know who that was put in by. Um, yeah. And that very much could have been a product of Palpatine's empire and trying yep. to prevent anyone from looking into Sith writings. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um um and and yeah there's there's this this kind of weird oddity that keeps coming up in the Star Wars universe of how quickly everyone forgot the Jedi existed and mm-hmm. it's because it's because the and one of the things they don't always convey great is the difference between the person on the ground in the Star Wars universe who like most of them will live their entire lives never seeing a Jedi and it's just kind of like oh those are like those you know you know, whatever. It's like these people from like way Some on the other Samurai side. Samurai space bombs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And most people are like, sure, how much of that is made up? How much of that is made bigger? And then that, that doesn't always communicate well with how it disappeared so quickly as a lot of people were like, yeah, I didn't really think they were real anyways. Yeah, they're, they're always mystical, right? They're always mm-hmm. never seen, but maybe talked about, but not even talked about that much because I think we've seen that in The Mandalorian here where we get those chances where it's like, oh, may the force be with you. And he doesn't say also with you or anything like that. It's just kind of like, it It, it just kind of hangs there for him. He's just like, okay, I know to say this because the rebels say it. Yeah. That, that's what? It's very well communicated about that. But it's obvious he doesn't even know what the force is, right? Ahsoka had to explain it to him in the last episode that right. it's his living energy that all things have. And it, it's the ability to command it is the power mm-hmm. type thing. And whatnot, and and you know, it, it's it just shows the state of the universe, and I think they do delve into that a little bit in the Clone Wars and whatnot, especially this last season where Ahsoka, they're like they're like you're a Jedi, you know what I mean? Like they they she covers yeah. up the fact that she's a Jedi, and she finds out that there, if anything, there's a great disdain for them on Coruscant where they'd be seen to yeah. a degree. Yeah. The other right. Just to put a, a last little bow on it, we do know canonically from one of Kanan's adventures that at the time of Order 66, 
mm-hmm. there were 10,000 Jedi in a universe with billions. Yeah. That's so, a lot. Like, there's not a lot. But not a lot. As much yeah, as it's... we see them all the time. Yeah, to me, 10,000 sounds like a huge number. But, but you're it, right, in relation to the rest. Billions. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slow, it's a small percentage. I have a question. I think I, I have a question. Okay. Sure. So, um, I don't, why does um, C-3PO, like, why, like, the, like, the Sith code, like, yeah. the, why he can't say it? Maybe. Because it's apparently bad. Maybe, <laughs> That's what, wait, the, maybe he's built by a Sith. No, he built, he was built by Anakin, and Anakin oh. definitely did not put that in his programming. I so, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, if we have to make a little stretch, uh, I'm kind of with Tyler, it's something where you, they don't want you to know about it, and, the Empire's good at shifting propaganda, and we see that in any kind of wartime event that the propaganda is pro-Empire and these Jedi. Obviously, if you kind of follow it canonically, the Jedi try to destroy the Republic, and that's the spin that they're, you know, in, in long term. So I think that's where you get kind of this expunged thing. And we're only five years removed at Mandalorian, but again, if you're only talking 10,000 Jedi, you're, you, you almost have to have that direct correlation to say, yes, I, I experienced the force or, you know, or we, we do like kind of a Han Solo line yes. and say, I've been across the, you know, I've seen a lot of things mm-hmm. across the galaxy and, you know, I, a hokey religions and, you know, ancient weapons are no good, you know, oh. nothing good for a good blaster. Right. <laughs> and so it's like that, that's the realist in all of us. Like I, I've been, I've seen a lot of this world doing my thing and I haven't run across any Jedi and I don't think I think you're talking some hokey stuff, you know, and so, and Han's like, where'd you put this old fossil? You know, it's like it, so, it, I don't think it's that have, prevalent in the citizens. So how did like the war started like with the, like everything like <laughs> the, every, the, the war in the star? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's a bigger conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't gone there yet, but they know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's worth a shot. It was worth a shot. That's a bigger question for. Yes. A, yeah. That's a different story for a different time, right? Yes. Lucasfilm so. want our money to find the <laughs> answer to that. <laughs> exactly. So, so basically, at this point, we have Slave One make its appearance, which kind of shocked me. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, honestly, I figured that that if they go to Tython, the tracking, the, the, the tracker that they put in, I figured Moff Gideon was going to show up at some point in this episode, but I wasn't expecting the Boba Fett thing. And to see the ship fly in obviously evoked the little kid in me from Empire Strikes Back days where, you know, you saw that ship and it was, I don't know about, about you, Todd, but like I had to have that toy. When yeah. I was a kid, I had to have the Slave One toy, and even though it looked like a deformed iron, um, or a lamp, was, like a lampshade, yeah, yeah, it's it's just got that you never knew how to quite play with it, like which ways up, which ways sideways, like all this kind of stuff with it, and just to see it again in the universe was a, a great moment for me, at least, where I was just like, oh, I'm not crying, you're crying, you know, it was just like. <laughs> Oh wow, this is actually happening. Like they're they're gonna go for it. And yeah, we I mean, get you know yeah, right was, into it with them. Yeah, I was just gonna say too, like I, I literally thought that they wanted like they satisfied the fans with that opening chapter and said, Here, he's alive. Yeah. And I thought they weren't gonna revisit that. Like, especially how everything was progressing. I'm like, 
well, you know, originally I was like, well, maybe he's looking for his armor, but he's been on Tatooine, so maybe he was just tracking Cobb Vanth and never got around to it or something. I don't know. And then when he showed up, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. And you know, I, I you know, I was the kid in the sandbox playing, playing, playing with Boba Fett that with his wrist rockets and said, this dude survived the Sarlacc pit and lived another day. So to mm. see this light one on screen again, absolutely, I was like. This is getting interesting. I, I didn't honestly see that coming, so that was definitely a surprise for me. So, guys, I think I saw it, like, on YouTube or something, like, a long time ago, like, about Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. There's so, a lot of fan films about Boba so, Fett. So, um, <laughs> I think there's, like, a, uh, like, not, like, um, like... The um, one where he kind of crawls out and he's, like, yeah, in the desert? He he crawls out. He there's like um like a, um like uh, a C three P unit in like Sar side um Sarlacc and mm-hmm. he oh if I just like throws a grenade uh-huh. and he comes out and the stormtroopers don't even recognize him. Well yeah, cause he's messed up. Yeah, yeah. and like he, there's like a like there's like there's like um like in Jabba's palace there's like some girl or some dude. I think this is a fan film you saw. Yeah, not can. <laughs> Not canon, but yeah, maybe that's how. Maybe we have to wait and see about Boba Fett when we get our Boba Fett series, right? On yeah. Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah. Or if you're on board, you're glitching. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> glitching. <laughs> He's always glitching. <laughs> so yeah, so we get we get right into it, which surprised me with with Din kind of going down there and getting into that Mexican standoff, right? That the three way standoff where. Fennec Shan is is unveiled back into the story from a filler episode that everybody on the internet was on fire about. What a waste of an episode! But really, we got Boba Fett. We got a character coming back. We've got you know it, it makes you go back and look at the first season a little bit differently through a different lens, right? Which Dave Filoni is famous for that in his writing. So we've got them all all kind of like talking about this and he tells Mando like he just tells Din Jarden that he's a simple man making his way through the galaxy like my father before me and it's almost the exact words that were used in Attack of the Clones when Obi-Wan was interviewing Jango Fett and he was just like I'm just a simple bounty hunter making or a simple man making my way through the universe with my son right and it was just it was just a really funny thing where i'm like oh wow that is that's a nugget that the writing team kind of you know they're 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 taking the big complaint from probably the worst offending uh prequel movie for dialogue and reusing it in an effective way and i think that that was a little bit of a shout out for the writing crew to to reuse that it was a little hokey too. <laughs> I'm not gonna so, lie, um, but yeah, but it's it's hokey enough where it it gets the feels and like actually shows again recognition of the prequel. So I'm yeah. I'm okay with that, you know. So yeah. um, how like uh, I forgot. Okay, it's okay. I'll come back. It'll come back. Okay. It'll come back. It'll come back, my friend. But one thing I did want to bring up was, you know, one thing we've talked a lot about on this show is the fact that you have, like, a bunch of characters like Ahsoka, you have Boba Fett, you have, you know, um, Bo-Katan, and others who make the one-time appearance, and kind of, you know, I've always been talking about that payoff. What's the payoff? Is it going to be a one-time thing, or are they going to be coming back? And I like the fact that this episode actually started bringing people back. 
it's now we see yep. that there is going to be a payoff. When that payoff is, we'll see. But it's at least all coming together, and it's not just a bunch of mm-hmm. random adventures that you know got us fans yeah. all up in arms mm-hmm. and ha- happy this time, but up in arms. And but you know now we're seeing where this story is actually going. You know, and and we'll, I know we're going to talk about it, but it's good seeing that we're bringing back other characters from season one and kind of going mm-hmm. with this and you know now we know that you know the 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 uh, rest of the two episodes are is essentially going to be kind of like one mission yeah and that was yeah the, that was the case last season too right yeah they started it was. circling back on the last two episodes and like well we're gonna bring back quill we're gonna bring back ig11 we're gonna you know it it, it assembled it was like avengers unite yeah and here <laughs> right yeah. same type of thing yeah. It very much is drawing on those samurai and western films again of yeah. bring together mm-hmm. the posse, get the heroes back together for the whatever the challenge sure is. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And we had that pretty cool thing with Fennec Shan showing off her new Android in- internals, which I thought was kind of funny and unbelievable at the same time, like cool it, it, but it's a convenient it's a convenient flap. Like here, here's my Android parts yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think I think it's cool because again, when you know, again, not to knock on the sequel trilogies, but you have these you have these plot points that you get to see again. And for me, Gunslinger was the weakest of season one. Um, and but we got that nod at the end, you know, with the little jangle boots, and you're like, <gasps> is that Boba Fett? And you know, mm-hmm. you're like, ah, I don't know. Again, it was just like, is that something that we're going to return? And it's very. We're, you know, we're seeing these recurring carriers come up, you know, just same with like the New Republic pilots coming back. You know, that's yeah. the, mm-hmm. that's threat. And I, I, I'm a firm believer they're going to show up in the next two. You know, I like, I feel like that, that, yeah. you know, I, I think that that's great that they put in these threads and that we're going to revisit them. And so, yeah. again, even with the throwaway kind of with Co- the Cobb Vanth episode, I'm like, oh, they show Boa Fett. OK, but now he's actually being part of the plot. And I was like, this is fantastic. I love it. Um, yeah. So- and- Sorry, I got go my, ahead. I got my question back. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so like from like, like, like in, isn't like Clone Wars on um, when Jango Fett's like, um, like if you like when the the movie comes up in the theaters, like, um, so like if you're a kid watching it, like, yes. you do not know, um, Jango Fett is a Mandalorian. You don't, right? But the the, the weird part is when, um. Obi Wan walks by the man on the Mandalorian armor. He does not even see it. What? What? A Je- what? This Jedi is not very observant, right? Yeah. He's like. And then he told Boba, and like, I think it's hottest. Like, hey, go shut the door. Yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> the the weird. Part... And, and Obi Wan doesn't know hottest apparently. Yeah. I don't know. I don't so... know. <laughs> It's actually quite funny that you bring that up because yes. they rewrote yes. a little bit of the lure. Phil, do you want to get into that now? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so originally in Clone Wars, one of the magistrates or whatever from Mandalore had said that Jango Fett was nothing but a bounty hunter that had stolen the armor. So that was the reference that we were going by. But it was also now it's being spun out. There was a line of comics made by marvel that were classified as legends about the origin story of Django fett yeah and that's dark that's dark horse yeah it's the dark no horse it's rod. actually made by marvel i, oh, I found okay. them last night and oh, they, okay. they classified them right on the cover as legends so and this was a lot of the time when that happens that yeah. means that they 
rebought the Dark Horse. Yeah, it means Dark Horse oh. developed it and they bought it. And yeah. it. It was okay. Dark Horse. It was original run by Dark Horse. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. It's Excellent. it's the, the story open season, right? Or mm -hmm. open, yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. Not not the cartoon. That's a different thing. Yeah. This no. is Django's yeah. Yeah, where he's kind of like a foundling in a sense. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Basically, that's what they canonized in this episode because of the chain that that Django shows him at the end. It 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 basically means that that whole comic is now could be categorized as canon because it is lifted even down to the names out of it, it or lifted right out of that comic book. So now we have basically Boba Fett is the son of Django. Well, actually, he's a clone of Django. <laughs> but he is uh, the actual owner of. He's a Mandalorian. He's a foundling, same well, as Din at Djarin. Least, at least according to Din Djarin and his cult. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, as we're <laughs> right. seeing now, is the cultural differences. Maybe that the other ones don't. Bo-Katan doesn't recognize that. Yeah. Well, and didn't you think like Bo-Katan almost used it as a swear word? Like this is the way. Like like <laughs> to to Jen, it's like well, he she's almost mocking the code in a sense from yep. his perspective to, to her. And I was like, Oh, that's a, that's kind of a deep cut. It's almost like throwing, I would say even throwing something like from a Jedi perspective, like when you do throw out, may the force be with you when you don't technically believe it, like, like even Han and a new hope, you know, like when he goes to Luke, he's like, may the force be with you. I'm like, Han, you, you we know you don't mm -hmm. believe that, yeah. you know? And it's, I feel like that what we saw a little bit with Bo and, and Din, it's like, she definitely doesn't believe in his his creed uh, of Mando. So it, I, I like there's a different dichotomy in that as well. Yeah. So, so like, how does, like, Darth, like, or, like, Anakin was a little boy. Yes. How, like, like Yoda know, like, he was, like, he was, like, um, turned into a dark... Like, he didn't know. I know. But, um, <laughs> the, 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 um, like, the, the flame trooper, like, the, like... So I'm like the flame trooper. Yeah, the flame trooper. What about the flame trooper? Um, did they have flame trooper like like uh? Oh, like what was on Mando? Yeah. Mm, not not in the. I mean, there could have been. Yeah. Um, in in that time, but I'm, they they start building up the empire as soon as I Anakin know, turned. But yeah. um, was like um, when like these she showed like the robot yes. stuff like I don't know like that was pretty like weird and stuff like she shows her. Like, body parts yes well and that's what i'm saying it's a convenient flap it's like here's yeah. my android parts <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah awesome yeah that's awesome so we're gonna we're gonna move forward here because we have the stormtroopers that come in they, they make their appearance now and they come in in these ships that are very similar to um i guess the ones used in uh force awakens but they're actually different they're 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 legit rebellion or empire product they're not the same ones so very we have them come in based on World War II landing boats. Yeah, yeah, they were very. And that shot of basically Fennec shooting into them really brought back a lot of the the World War II movie feel for me about the, the landing and the invasions and whatnot on the beaches mm -hmm. and just getting cut down. Because I'm sure the stormtroopers that survived this encounter, if there was any, well, I guess not. But they would have been like, oh, man, we were just getting decimated. Like yeah. it would have been. Just one of those one of those situations. It also had and this they, very um, Clone Wars feel to it. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I I really liked it. I I liked the portrayal of it. I liked the military military kind of thing. And then the only thing that I found annoying was that stormtrooper leader was so incompetent. Yeah, like that <laughs> that bugged yeah. me because he's just yeah. like keep on moving, and he's like we're just getting fired upon. No, I gave you an order, and then the they, guy they just should gets know. Killed. They should know. This is like higher ground, lower ground. They should know this thing. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it definitely it definitely has a good feel. You get uh, a little tied to the sequel trilogy because we get like these drop ships that are now Imperial, which I like. Um, but yeah, it's it's like the squad leader was very incompetent and saying, "Keep on moving." And uh, I I don't like seeing TKs blow up. They, there's a lot of TKs that blow up in this episode. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little sensitive to the TKs. You know, like, yeah. So um, like why do you why do you train all these years? You have this armor and it does nothing for you. What is yeah. going on? I just I, I want to believe in my heart that they're shocked and they're coming back. But, you know, some they're of these not. some of these in this episode are not coming. Yeah, back. We'll many of them are so. not. So, <laughs> yeah, so, some of them are clearly not. You so know. which one came for Baby Yoda? I forget the name. Oh, the Dark Troopers. Oh, We're going to get to those in a second. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those those yeah. guys are actually competent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just I mean, it. you know, we, we see this trope. It, it is a trope through Star Wars where, you know, um, you know, uh, that. TKs and you know stormtroopers can't hit anything, and clearly the guy in the e-web did not understand gravity and a stone. But you know all these these are things that like um, oh it just seems it seems so odd that you know yeah. uh, you come out and you're just getting picked off. You know um, you think they would have a little bit more yeah. <laughs> better better military tactics tactics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it goes back to that meme. Yeah. You can go. I was going to say, it just goes back to that meme of Mandalorian. Din Jarden is the only person who knows military tactics in the entire galaxy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, it, it's funny, though, because we saw we saw some of the heavy equipment getting pulled out. The E-Web cannon. We saw a mortar, which we don't often see in Star yes. Wars. Yes. Shout out to, to Fearless Fred on his Mud 79 for reviving the mortars. I thought that we, that was a funny coincidence. We, uh, seeing we saw the a mortar. Which benefits yeah. from indirect fire set up in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all benefits of having a mortar. Yeah. <laughs> right. You you should launch a mortar from cover, not just like, oh, I'm gonna plop down here and just it was, pop it up here. <laughs> it was the most video game mortar ever. Like here, oh, here's yeah. this perfect uh, target for you to destroy. And I actually did like when Fennec when I saw the rock move, like there was a few instances in the edits of this episode that i try to avoid complaining about but the e-web cannon and the mortar fire right into that rock that fennec's hiding behind the rock moves in one shot there's a huge cloud of dust the next second it's completely clear there's no more dust there's no more explosion it's just a loose rock yeah and she decides to kick it down and we get the most raiders of the lost ark moment i've ever seen with these stormtroopers just getting like munched and naturally, it stays right on course and nails that e-web cannon, right? Which we There's know is a real big thing. Out of the way. Yeah. It's, <laughs> right. Uh, it's a clear path right down the hill. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, like no one step to, left, guys. To... One step left. <laughs> yeah, this is the part of the episode where I get saucy. Yeah, yeah like the e-web guy is like, guy, you know, you're not going to be able to blow that up. Just move out of the way. You just have to. He just keeps on shooting. I I will not give up. Here's my duty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually have been really happy. 
if he did blow it up and he was fine. That would have been a delight. It would have been like, oh, snap. But And and while nope. this is all going on, we get this great cut sequence, which I really did enjoy, of Boba using that, that Bantha toothbrush and just <laughs> wiping people out. Right? Like and that? I, I yeah. thought that it actually reminded me of, of um, the character from Rogue One, the blind guy. Oh, which so I really yeah. liked him. Yeah, I really so, liked his sequence with the stormtroopers, and I liked that this had more impact. Like the helmets were breaking, yes, and that he yeah. was very brutal in his assault of them. I found yeah. that that was a little bit of a departure for most Star Wars, where it's just like, oh, I got hit by a laser and I died. This was real, like was samurai Jacali. type combat. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like you, that's what you get with Rodrigo, especially that cool low shot with the graffiti yeah. stick down low. I mean, like, oh, yeah. this is, you know, I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, not only does it floss teeth, but it can kill stormtroopers. I mean, I thought it was yeah. super, super kind of cool about that. And then, um, yeah, you, I think this is where Rodriguez delivers with the physicality of the, the scene. And we got to see a little bit of that, like you said, in Rogue One, we got to see the the you know some of the parts coming off the TK in Rogue One mm -hmm. and we get to see a lot of that in this one which I really I did enjoy that part. So why did like Boba Fett um um revive that girl that why well, he needed help to get off of Tatooine I think yeah we're gonna find out more yeah yeah tune in next week. <laughs> so Tyler you were saying that you were getting a little salty here let's hear it let's bring it bring I, it on this is maximum salt well I mean so Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi, is literally killed by accident. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's this weird, and I've, I've talked about this before, this weird obsession with, like, Boba Fett is so, he's so neat, guys. He's, like, the best. He's such a powerful guy. And I'm like, we've literally never seen him do anything. This is the we've most generational. Literally never seen. This is the most generational Star Wars speak ever. Like, Boba Fett in general is as polarizing as Ewoks. Depending on your age, you see him as a buffoon yeah. or very cool. Clearly, you and I see him the same way, Tyler. Go ahead. What? what but it's because, it's like, literally, that toy, the Boba Fett toy, is what turned people around. And yeah. they were like, this is one of the cooler-looking characters. And to his credit, from the original Tridge, one of the best costume designs. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and then, I don't know, you guys have been enjoying, um, from another point of view, number two, but his story in number one, if that's canon, he is, like, a multiple personality person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree with that. That's true. Well, I, is... You know what? As a kid, all right, he looked cool, but he was also probably the most fan fictioned character in Star Wars, from a kid's point yeah. of view. Like sure. we, we, he looked so cool that we attributed him with so much and they wrote about it in all these books. You know, they talk about the knee missiles, they talk about all this stuff, but yeah, his screen time was like less than three minutes. He's got he like virtually lines. no lines and well he gets killed by the defective jetpack, like by a blind guy. It's, yeah. you just can't, you know, like it's maximum hokey writing. Which Star Wars okay. does, and that's you gotta mm -hmm. you yeah. gotta hug it, right? You gotta lean into it. And have... here we have the redemption of that character. Yeah, I, I, like... it's, it's very similar to you know George basically said in in Return of Jedi he didn't know what to do with Boba Fett, so mm -hmm. he made it a kid's gag and threw him and let the star like burp, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, if this famed bounty hunter was supposed to do anything, um, you know, 
he, he got it was very slapstick, you know. And I, I'm not I'm kind of on Camp Boba because that's when you know I was a kid, and because he's a masked super commando, you could be Boba Fett, and I think that faceless mm. kind of character yeah. resonates with you know the OT boys, right? And yeah. Yeah. um and again, that's where it kind of that all that lore, all that fan lore. We all know, like, oh man, he should have survived, or he did survive, and you know, he definitely in this episode you get a very realistic, brutal portrayal of like someone that survived Tatooine and did his thing and, and got out of the Sarlacc pit. He's the fighter, and I and I, I really enjoy that, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I get it, I get it, you know. And then it's same thing with the Ewoks. If you grew up, you know, if you came in in that right age, oh, you love the Ewoks, like. Again, I was a little bit older when Return of Jedi came out. I'm like, oh, yeah. these teddy bears. How can teddy bears take out the Empire? I don't get it. But, like, <laughs> these are themes. Yeah. These are themes overall in, in Star Wars, you know? And, honestly, Boa Fett and Darth Maul have the same kind of path where they kind of got killed off too early, kinetically, in the movies. But these other side stories kind of build them back up. And Darth Maul has become one of the coolest you know, crime lord type thing. Yeah. I love it. I love that. I mm. love his obsession with Obi-Wan. I just love all the, what they've done with him. And I'm getting the same vibes with this kind of Boba Fett thing. Like, yeah, he got kind of punked out, but now we get to see a little bit more of him. And, and I, I think that's, you know, I think that's cool. I think that's a, a pretty cool thing. Yeah, so, I never actually like, considered the parallels between Boba Fett and Darth Maul. So that's, that's a really great point. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, you know, they kind of follow a similar path. Like, yeah. you know, again, Boba Fett is kind of that marketable person, you know, in the, you know, in the original trilogy. And then, you know, Darth Maul is all over packaging and merchandising and, you know, for episode one. And then he's gone, you know, and it's like, yeah. oh, dude, that's, that's such in a the cool sequel character. trilogy. It's yeah. Phasma. Yes. Yeah. You know, another yeah. underused, poorly underused. realized character, but looked great. And Look sold great. toys. And sold to- right, but then... toys. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maybe they not. put That's it right. on everything. They put yeah. it on everything. No, no, they definitely tried to sell toys. I just wasn't aware of those numbers. That was not yeah, me no. trying to be like, yeah, yeah, no, no, okay, but no, I, I have Captain Phasma glasses in my okay. cupboard. I have phasma everything for a while. Like every gift that people were like, oh, look, new Star Wars stuff, stuff that Phil doesn't have. Everything yeah. that was coming in had phasma on it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is cool. Well, I, I remember that Vanity Fair spread, right, where she's kind of by the fire and it's like kind of burnt out yeah. a little bit. And she's got the staff with the cape. And you're like, oh, this I hope they do something with her. This would be really cool because the biggest kind of marketing thing they did was like, it doesn't matter who's behind the armor. It could be a girl or a woman or a species. It doesn't matter. Right. And I get that. And I, I'm totally for that. But it's just like it, it was just a totally underused character. Yeah, so, I agree. Um, mm. Boba Fett, like, when... Let's just go back to, like, Mandalorian. Let's do it. <laughs> so, like, okay. Sure. Thanks for keeping us on track, man. <laughs> so, like, like... So, when um, Boba Fett, like, beat up all the guys with the, um, like, the, the staff... The, yeah, the staff. Yeah, like, like, the stormtroopers are trying to shoot him, like, but they miss every single time. Yes. But, like, I like the cool moves when he did, like, busted up the helmets... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he even like stabbed a guy. I was like, th- th- I mean, again, you can get away with a lot without showing him much, you know. And I, yeah. you know, it's, it's great. I mean, it's great. I mean, again, I'm looking at a kid that can watch this, and we understand that 
Boba Fett is not messing around yes. and he's brutal. And I, yes. and you get that uh, very directly through just how this is shot. And I like that. So like um, Boba Fett is like, um, like he just picks up the captain and he yes. just, he <laughs> just like, stabs on beam up. Yeah. He, he wasn't messing around. But I wish um, they made like a Boba Fett game. Like you had like, Oh, okay. Like, Here we go. Like um, if you had like, you could see like, do like, like stab him uh-huh. like, with the clubs and stuff. I'm pretty cool. Uh, let's see if, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to Disney, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, someone talk like... to EA right away. <laughs> yeah, EA will get around it right away. <laughs> yeah. It's already in production. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. Yeah, could uh, be. Oh, and, and we, we, we see him, he gets his armor, and then he becomes yep. dad bod Boba Fett. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that take. Sorry, no, no. Dad bod just... with a dress. Yeah, because... <laughs> You know, like I, I know I've already seen leaks on the internet where I know we're not supposed to talk about the spoilers. Today is obviously Monday, so we can. But I saw somebody post like regular Mandalorian, dad bod Mandalorian with <laughs> Din and, and, and Boba in the shot, right? And I'm just like, yeah, this is going to be a thing. Okay. Yeah. It's funny because, like, so when I saw that, you mentioned he... that, yeah, it, it, it's funny you mentioned that because, um, really. It, uh, up close, like I've seen, I've seen the Boba Fett costume up close, the one in Detroit, and then I, there was another one that came through Chicago, like in early 2000s, and it's literally just cargo pants. It's cargo mm-hmm. pants, right. and 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 um, you know, and the armor. So when you see kind of this like armor top half and his little like you know uh, jogging pants on the bottom, it's like, oh, this is how we're doing it. It's a little more you know casual. So like, did you like the look? Did you like? Yeah, I like the look, but um. I never noticed like that thing. It's going back and forth, like. Oh, uh, the little LED yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. That's, that's new. Nice, that's but, new. Yeah. So, like Boba Fett, like, 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 in Turn of Jedi, like, like, I'm, why was it like um he um he was watching like everything like he was like kind of like scouting out. Because Jabba paid the big bucks and he wanted to make money. Yes. So, yeah. But. <laughs> The weird part is like, why did not Boba Fett just like, like kill like, like kind of like the, like the, sorry, like some tentacles off while it was the flame. These are things that we're trying to get answered right yes. now. These are things. I know, yeah. but yeah. I wish I like when if you need um like burn off like yeah, the flame or just burn off the tentacle and he just like like. Well, we know, we out. know, we we we're gonna assume that. The Mandalorian Alvern helped him to get out of the Sarlacc bit because he doesn't look good. He's yes. kind of scarred. Yeah. He's yeah. seen a lot of sun, yes. you know, tattooing suns, you know. Yeah, but. Um, what does Jar Jar say? It does murder to his skin. So yes. that's kind of what Boba Fett looks like. It's kind yeah. of like tanny, kind of. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. he's like double double suns yes. does not do well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's looking a little rough, that's for sure. Yeah. And we see a, another stormtrooper carrier come down, and then everything goes off the chain. Din can't get Grogu out of this force thing, and basically walks away. The minute he walks away from him, it ends <laughs> naturally, and Grogu decides that he needs a nice, like, little sleep after all this. Gotta. And then, and then we have like the full on the three of them going crazy on these stormtroopers, and you know, Boba in the full armor with the knee rockets and everything. And and the whistling birds, and we have every Mandalorian trick coming out to excite the inner child in all of us. And, this and we is get the a stuff cool that I like duo. We get a cool duo with Din and Fennec too. Yeah. Like just like you know, um, we've seen this. You know, I would say like with Rodriguez, like with uh, what, was, what was the one, the vampire one? 
um, kind of back to back, you know. Um, dusk till dawn. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, we get to kind of see that back to back, and I, I, I mean, those are cool little things. Again, we know, you know, we know that stormtrooper armor doesn't work, but we know that Beskar is yes. the best, yeah, and yeah. you know, he uses that as a tactic to help, you know, uh, save save the people around him, which I thought was kind of cool too. But is there like any um time with like um like. The stormtroopers come to zombies. They like zombies. Oh, well, that's a different book. We'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait for that. Okay, yeah. maybe maybe they'll pull that in season three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I love it. Maybe like um, I think I have a guess for like next season. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. We'll we'll wait till that to the end. Okay. Like maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we get we get probably one of the more shocking moments here, when, when like. We see Boba Fett just destroy the two ships, obviously, with his backpack, which I thought was funny because he was aiming for the other There's one. A, I went back that, and rewatched I, I got to say, I, I got to stop you there, Phil. When he said that line, I was aiming for the other one. I did the ultimate Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Ha! Like, just pointing at the <laughs> yeah. screen and laughing. Yeah, that was good. That was very Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And, like, he was aiming for the other one. I did look at it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, this is this is great. A happy coincidence. Ties up the story. And then we move into basically what a lot of my friends thought was the real title for the show, the tragedy. The Razor Crest is one-shotted into complete oblivion. Like, yeah, this is... I, I, I'm, I'm on that page. I, I thought that was because there's a moment, you know, again, we... For the Falcon, right? If we're doing Han yeah. Falcon, Falcon is a, its own character in Star yeah. Wars, and I yeah. feel like they built this very well with the Razor Crest. And yeah. you know, we see Jawas taken apart, but it gets built. You know, him and him and uh, Creel built build it back up. We see you know Mon Calamari fishnet it together, and this thing still stays together. Um, and and so you feel like it's a character in, and there's a connection between him and uh, you know him, uh, Mano, and the ship, and so. Uh, that to me is the title because it it gone gone. It, yeah, you know, there yeah. is no rebuilding this one. Yeah, we it's, finally get to see a turbo laser from space do do something good, and and it, it destroyed. Yeah, so, and you know we're I know that he's going to be browsing the uh, the used the used spaceship apps on his phone <laughs> and be like, I need a uh, a certain era. <laughs> <laughs> Razor Crest. Yeah, could, could uh, like go to cars.com. Can we yeah. <laughs> so a funny a funny conspiracy theory that's going around because I don't know if any of you have the uh the Lego advent calendar. But do you know what the what the little toy was? Little well, build was the day that oh, that yeah. came out? Yeah, it was the Razor Crest. We have we have it. We have it. Yeah. And was that we opened it the same day it was destroyed? Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is is that Hasbro have done a huge fundraiser, like a Kickstarter, for an absolutely massive Razor Crest toy. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. it's being memed like crazy because they're showing they're putting it into shots of Din Jarden, and they're like, <laughs> like putting the the Hasbro toy in there, and they're like, I'll bet he wishes he had it now. And like, there's legitimate kind of outrage from some of the fans that ponied up like the three hundred dollars to get this oh, thing. Yeah. That they're so like, it's gone. <laughs> like. It's a collector's item maybe. now, guys. Yeah, right. It's vintage. Yeah. It's already vintage. So maybe um maybe before um after like the show, like yeah. maybe we can like tell our favorite parts of the um um like in Star Wars. Oh, okay. Parts. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
Well, I know that I bought the Lego Razor Crest, and I'm okay. already feeling like, oh man, that's just yeah. eating up a ton of space on my shelf, <laughs> and it's not around anymore. <laughs> oh. But yeah, it's like instantly Lego sales die on that product. <laughs> yeah. You can right, move that yeah. soccer ball. That soccer ball doesn't need to be there behind you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what what two the... things survive though, Trent? What two things survive? Um the ball. The silver ball? Or maybe it's um maybe it's a maybe it is Beskar? Yeah. Maybe it's Beskar. It could be. It could maybe. be and oh. and a spear. And a spear. Yeah. Yep. All important, you know, to keep the cohesiveness of the season together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. These, these are mm-hmm. things that we know. It foreshadows a reunite, uh, 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 Din reuniting with Grogu at some point. So we can have some hope because we do see the dark troopers fully mm. realized on film, mm. flying yeah. down, grabbing Grogu and taking off again. Boba offers to go after them and Din asks him not to just because he doesn't want the child hurt. And then we find out at the end that they're going to basically stick around with Din and help him retrieve the child they're in his debt yeah yeah i gotta say the dark troopers looked even more like cylons in this episode yeah yes yeah yeah so the dark troopers um were like an old school video game when i was like yeah i was a little older than you but yes yeah i i I mean if you told if you told myself uh when i was playing on my 486 with eight megs Uh that um that uh this this would come to play in 2020 I, I, I wouldn't even believe it, but they definitely, you know, again, that they are, they're, they're killing machines that are designed mm-hmm. to do one thing. And I love that they're super efficient um, and did the job. Yeah, but they look cool were, too. But who yeah. were you in the game? Who were you? They were Kyle Carton. No, oh, he kind of stole the dust fire plans and all this stuff, but it's not canon. Oh, Don't worry oh, about it. It's not canon, but it's fun. <laughs> it's dark <laughs> no, it was basically the dark. The whole plot is that they're building a new stormtrooper, and it was an automated stormtrooper. Yeah. Like I thought, like um, I thought, like um, the, who is the guys who's in charge who wants to get Moff Gideon? Moff Gideon's gonna be like um, on the like the black like. Oh, you thought he was gonna be like a mech? Yeah. Which. I thought he was. Be kind of cool too. But, yeah. yeah. But he's got the dark saber. That makes but him cool. I I yeah. want like I want um I want Mandalorian to get the dark saber Ooh, so bad. What about Bo Katan though? She should get it. Or do you want Mando to get it? Mando. <laughs> 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 he'll, he'll take the he'll take the throne. He'll take the yeah. throne as Mandalore. Exactly. Right. Well, right. Boys rule, girls drill. Oh, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) True Star Wars fans right there. (laughs) We're going to get a fan out right now. Oh, Trent. We like girls, though. Yes, I like girls. But some girls I do not. Oh, yeah. That's That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It is fair. I have an ex-wife that falls. No. Oh, no. Move swiftly along. (laughs) Move along. Yeah. So uh, it's at this point like Boba really shows him the chain code, and this is where I'm going to get a little geeky again, right? The language is Mandoa. There's an actual Mandalorian language, and it has been translated on the internet. Oh, I love it. Foundling took into the year the Concord Dawn. uh, A mentor, Jaster, father, Fett. Boba Fett was what that chain code said. 
So that basically, the fa- uh, Jaster is the reference to the comic book. That yep. was the guy who rescued Django Fett. And yeah, so it, it's basically, he comes from Concord Dawn, which is a moon or a, another planet in the Mandalorian system. So all that basically went down when you don't even realize it as a fan because it's in a really weird language. And yeah, so that, that I think solidifies that's, I think him. that's great. I think that's great. Again, that, that, that it ties right back into the comic, comic with uh, open season. Um, and, you know, Jaster is one of those kind of characters that had the Mandalorian armor, was portraying like Boba Fett, and there's a lot of cool things there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it should be. You don't have to explain everything. I don't want to be explained yeah. everything on screen. And for the nerds, you know, for people that really want to get into it, then that's what they should do. I mean, yep. there's so many name yep. drops, even in... You know, I go back, you know, obviously like Empire where Han mentions this thing. Well, the bounty hunter I met on Ord Mantel, you know, changed things. Changed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And and we don't see that. I mean, we get I mean, they did a comic, you know, a little comic about it. But like from a just if I'm viewing the movies, we don't see that, you know, and everything we see in Mandalorian now. I mean, it should be deep cuts. There should be deep cuts that are not like. Hey, look at this blue milk, you know, like in Rogue yeah. One or something like that. Like, just just make it make it cool, and you know, and if there is some tie-in, that's great. It shouldn't just yeah. be trying to throw in all this fan service. I mean, it's a little bit there, but it's not as much, you know. Like, just build, let the world building be there, and I like that yeah. stuff. No, and I- also what I like about it a lot also is the fact that yeah, you're getting the world building, and we still get to use our imaginations a lot of the time, you know, and that for yeah. me, that's part of star Wars, star Wars. You yeah. always built up stories in your head. You played with your toys. You always did these extra adventures, you know, the, the Zaki and Wayne adventures of Luke Skywalker and whoever else toys you had. So, you know, I like the fact that we can still, not everything needs to be explained. Not everything needs to make sense today. You know, there's still a lot open for us to explore down the road or, explore with our imagination and for me that's what makes star wars star wars and and right and it helps it helps i think that strengthens the community you know it's like hey you know i was thinking about this did you think about that and like that's that 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 what if kind of stuff or what are your question about the the community really helps you know bring fans together and talk about that stuff i think that's great it it shouldn't always be explained and and again I really do like what they're doing in season two with these little previews, just like a little bit. Cause like, it's almost saying this actually meant something last time you saw it, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. when they, even with the frog lady and the robot, you know, with the droid, with the droid, you're like, Oh, they're bringing back the it guy. Okay, great. You know, like, yeah. it's just like, but they show these little bits and then we got to see the footsteps. You're like, Oh, this is actually tying in together, you know? And even me, I was like, it's still not Boba Fett, but it was yeah. Boba Fett. So. I, want, I want to do this every single Monday. Like, okay. Talk about a Mandalorian. All right. <laughs> I just like hanging out. I like hanging out. That's fun. You, you got to go. It's funny, though, is that yeah. they do the foot the call with the spurs, right, in that, yeah. Yeah. In that episode. But yes. for this whole episode, Boba Fett never made the spurs out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, different boots. The, the boots. the boots are gone, right? The, the boots yeah. are in Sarlacc, so he's got a... But, but they were up. there a year ago when he found Fennec. So, it's just funny how they use audio for those cues when it's convenient for the story or when they want to tip yeah. us off. 
And then it's yeah. like, yeah, you know what? It's not as important. The other funny bit that I wanted to bring up was that Death Watch killed Django's parents. Jaster oh. saved them. And then oh. put them into a group called the True Mandalorians. So technically, mm. Django, or sorry, Din and Boba are ap- actually opposite. Opposites. Yeah, yeah, they're they're you know politically opposite yeah. as far as the Mandalorian spectrum goes. But as we know, there's not enough Mandalorians around to really be pursuing these types of divisions. Yeah. That's Bo Katan's kind of take on it. Like, eh, I'm gonna snub my nose at you. But, but I, I'm gonna accept you because we gotta we gotta stick together. But um, but Jingo got killed by a Mace Window. He sure did. But yeah. but the Death Watch killed his mom. Like, yeah, killed his parents before he got the uh, Mando armor. Yeah, so he yeah. was safe too. He was safe just like Din was safe from oh, yeah. uh, from the you know the Clone Wars the robots. Yeah, yeah the bat the super battle droids. Yeah. I know, but like. So, but they're kind of on opposites. This is where they're saying Death Watch is not the best. One. I know. Yeah. But is um. Yeah. I kind of see the parallels. I kind of see the parallels too with kind of Ahsoka's journey and Din's journey. Like mm-hmm. um, just the fact that you know she's still a Jedi. She's just not part of this Jedi order, right? And I think you know we're kind of. I was hoping they would explore that a little bit with her interaction. Like, hey, but obviously she doesn't know the backstory of Din. She just is more worried about Grogu, but I just like how the, I think this will, this plot, that kind of plot point of Din trying to find out who he is and what that is and all that kind of stuff will be done in like uh season, season three, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. What's up, Trent? So like, um, I like how like when Mandalorian says Grogu, he just like responds funny. Like <laughs> it's kind of like having a new, uh, uh, like a, I don't know. It it's kind of goes both with a pet and just having something fun to interact and communicate. Because he doesn't know if he understands so Very I much know. like I don't under- know I... if you understand me half the time. <laughs> yeah. you know? so, when, <laughs> so when we when we connect, we we kind of laugh. We're like, oh my gosh, you're, you're talking the same thing yeah. as me. Um, I I kind of see that as well as yes. just like. When you have a pet, it's like, oh, we have a connection. You, your ears perk up, like when we with Charlie, our dog. Like he knows that's his name, yes. you know, and he just laughs when he's like, oh, that's funny, you know. So, so. like half of the time, we um, we do like a we do a lot of podcasting. Yeah. But I think my favorite part of Star Wars is what I'm like one like uh, I think my favorite one is like. Uh, when that's um a clone where just knocks down like the um the battery, like when he's coming by. Are you talking about Attack of Clones? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, wow, that's a deep cut. Like deep cut. nobody has seen it like and like nobody has seen it. Oh no, right. So, like it's it's like it's like a secret, um the secret. It, it kinda it's a little goof, a little goof in there. That's yeah. I think that's just like the insect boys in there. They're in there. I don't know yes. why they say my favorite yeah. one. That, All right, we gotta get back on track. Let's get back on track. Okay. I'm getting you back on track. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think that's not my favorite, but that's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> so we 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 basically get all of them piling in a, a, a slave one, going to Navarro and meeting up with Cara Dune. Din goes in and she's basically like officially that badge has officially made her uh, a marshal of the Republic. And as such, she has access to the uh, the files. And Din basically is looking for uh, Mayfield there. So he he needs him from that other kind of filler episode. 
right? Where where they did do that heist episode. Uh, I think it was six, and you know he he wants to find him. It's kind of funny though because they've already isolated all the pictures that slide by, and it looks like most of the other people that are are fingered in in the slides are the ones from episode two of the season that tried to kidnap Mando. They're in those files as well. Mm. Um, so it, it's, it was, it was interesting how it all kind of drew together. Uh, and there's this consistency. Maybe it's just because they had the makeup on, they took a picture and put their mug shot in to just do the filter as she slid by them. And she's basically apprehensive about helping him. But Amanda like Din tells her they've got Grogu. And then we cut to Moff Gideon, basically going to see Grogu in his cell and the kid, I know Trent's going to like this. The kid was just using the force, like each hand, just like a puppeteer. Right. And he's just playing with these stormtroopers, And it's probably the most force I've ever seen out of this kid. And I know people will say, well, he's choking them, which is kind of a dark side thing, but we have to remember Luke did this as well. In return to the Jedi, he choked some of the Gamorrean guards. When he was going into Jabba's palace, yeah. So this is really just a force thing. Well, and I think I think it's just like anything, uh, like a feral part of him just tapping into that because he he screamed when he when he when he got taken, which was very sad. And then Mm -hmm. and then you know he's desperate. And we also know that through our experience, it it, it makes him sleepy. It does because it takes a lot out of him. Uh, And so you know all this exaggerated things he's doing the force he's he's putting everything he can to make you know make it happen you know yeah so you were kind of you you didn't like this part or you did like this part i did yeah but um <laughs> i think um i like one like if is baby are gonna stay with mando or like boca tan and mandalorian are gonna stay together like be the king and queen oh wow okay there you yeah. go Yoda is like, like, it's like they're like, he's like, I'm like, they're baby, yeah, like, yeah. Baby. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I just, what I, what I thought too, again, you, you know, we didn't get heavy Moff Gideon, but I like that as much as we, as you know, a viewer looks at the innocence of a child, he definitely sees this as an asset, which is very Emperor Palpatine like, in that mm-hmm. he just like haunts him with the darksaber, you know. Which I thought yeah. was kind of interesting too. Like it was, it was interesting yeah. that he, you know, oh, you'll put your eye out, right? And which is a huge reference to the, right. the Christmas story, yeah. right? When we were growing up, you'll shoot your eye out. Right, the, out kid. Yeah, right. It's you kind of funny because John Favreau is best friends with the kid from oh, that nice. show, and he, in fact, he put him in Iron Man as one of the an scientists. Elf. He was also an yeah. elf. So. It anyway, was an elf. Yeah. 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 So is um why maybe um. Um, he um, often wants um, Mandalorian, um, like Baby Yoda, to um, turn to the dark side. Possibly, I think he's yeah. just looking for, he's looking for his blood. I mean, that's or trying know, to but, clone him or something. I, I know, know. I just want, I want Mandalorian to just come and beat all the bad guys, get Baby Yoda out somehow. But I want like a Star Trooper, like, like um, I want Mandalorian to like, like, like kind of like push like. Like, you um, want a bunch of Wilhelm screams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, pick him up like a gorilla slime and, like, oh. like Mandalorian just run out. Okay, well, we got we got some ex-MMA fighters. We got some wrestling yeah. references. We yeah. can, we can, we can, I think we can make that happen. We'll, 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 we'll email 
Don Favreau and, and, and Filoni and say, hey, can you put that in for at least season three? I mean, hopefully in season two, but, you know. Do you smell like the rock? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, we I have like Sasha Banks, too, right? We had Sasha Banks. We need her in there. She yes. can do, like, you know, some wrestling yeah. moves there, too. Like, she, maybe, like, do you know, like, how, like, Batman, like, <laughs> um, like, when he does, like, the, like, in the Lego movie, when, like, Bat like, Robin's, like, kicking all of the, like, pop up pop up Yes, maybe, maybe we could do that with the, st with the best car staff. Oh, yeah, like. That's true. Yeah. I, th I think we can make it happen. It could happen. You know? Or, or happen. like a Matrix reference, you yeah. know? Yeah. That'll well, you haven't cool. seen the Matrix. I love it. Anyway, love okay, it. let's get back on track. Okay. So, so yeah, we get we, we have Moff Gideon, like, playing with his own stormtroopers, which I thought was an interesting choice, and it just shows how maniacal he is. And then they stun him and put the cutest pair of handcuffs you've ever seen on the child. Yeah, so, so like, do they have, like, does he go to the species and, like, okay, we have a Wookiee one, we yeah. have a Trascendent <laughs> one, a Gamorrean one. Oh, here's here's baby Goku this, one. You know, this like, has got to be in, in your TK kit now. I think every TK. <laughs> I need to, I need is to have, have like the tiny, tiny shackles. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a Zoolander reference. I need like the tiny little <laughs> cell phone. I need like a tiny little binder cuffs on my T. I have binder cuffs. I just don't have Grogu size binder cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. My um, cousin, baby Hannah, has like she has small hands. Right. Well, maybe I'll model and try <laughs> to figure it out. Yeah. yeah like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too funny. That's awesome. So yeah, so that's our episode for the week as far as Mandalorian goes. We're we're in a good position, I think, going forward for the next two. Like the season finale is building now. That's for sure. Um, Trent, what was your favorite part? Um, I think that my favorite part is... Um, um, yeah. With Boba Fett fighting, I think. Yeah, yeah was was, I think that was my favorite part of like all of... We, you know, one scene we didn't mention was Fennec dropping back and doing mm -hmm. that sniper shot that we were uh, both like, oh! Yeah, I, she never I, misses. She never misses, which was... You, you saw that play out throughout the whole episode. Yeah. So that I think that we, we were both like, yeah. 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 I just want like, um, I want like, um, like Mandalorian get like a, like, like the, like the club, uh, like a club. Yeah. Like, like the, like, um, Boba Fett has like the, Oh club. yeah. I'm yeah. sure he could do some damage too, but I think, I think Fennec and Boba, that Fennec shot. And then that Boba Fett shot was your favorite. Yes. Yes. Yep. Those are my two favorite. Like, there you go. Like, yo. So, <laughs> so let's like, who next? Who wants to go next? Yeah. Okay. All right. Why don't we ask Tyler? Tyler, what's your favorite part? Tyler, what? <laughs> oh, the favorite part for me had to be the, um, I was going to make the other one. Because that was when I got the most Star Wars for me. Like, yeah, I thought Boba Fett and Fennec was like, that was crazy over the top combined with just the most incompetent stormtroopers we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Like makes makes the stormtroopers in solo look very, very good tactics. Mm -hmm. It does. Yeah, it was a little overplayed that hand. <laughs> That's Boris? Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, my favorite part, my favorite part would probably have to be when we see the signal going out to calling all the Jedi's because who's on the other end? Who's on the mm -hmm. other end? You know, yeah, I, th I think that uh, 
I was joking around with Phil and Tyler a couple weeks ago because there was this thread somewhere on, I don't remember if it was Reddit or another forum, but it basically did say that Cal is the one who's going to pick up this uh, this message. Um, we know that he is on a mission to find younglings, the kids, um, so let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And, but he's going to be about 50 years old at this point. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, that could be okay. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 did the geek math on that one. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't yeah, know if that I, actor can play him anymore, but somebody yeah. could. Right, right, know. right. Um, so. Yeah, I'm kind of the same part. I, I I mean, I know no one really liked the butterfly thing, but I kind of like the innocence of the butterfly moment and just like him connecting um, was a good indication that something else was going to happen. But I do like when you see him in full Zen, Zen mode, I, like I said earlier, I get the Jedi Fallen Order vibe, and I just love that that scene. I just love the visuals of it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it. To me, was my favorite part. Well, actually, the butterfly is deep geek cut on this one. We, they were featured when Vader was meditating in one of his comics. There was blue force butterflies yeah. that were surrounding him. So it might have been a call out to that. I think it's really that's a long shot like that's it's a stretch but it just it also just shows that you know Grogu is surrounding mm-hmm. you know understands his surroundings is and it also kind of shows that child like innocence and I, I like that and then my second favorite part is the knee pad rockets I have this, this, oh, yeah <laughs> so awesome. Yo, pal, it doesn't seem effective but okay <laughs> let's do it let's just do it yeah there was like white star were like, don't leave me behind. Yeah. Oh yeah, he jumped. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Wait, maybe um maybe it's like um maybe everybody should like hi like like there's like one star troop left. Well, and, they probably left a couple behind. Yeah. And yeah. Like maybe that um both uh, um like smash one of them and like kind of like a like a kind of like a like a running bulldog move. Oh, running like, bulldog. Like, no, but like, like, like he has like. <laughs> He has like this stick and just stabs right there. Oh, that's that's a little much, but yeah, maybe I'll show that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, speculating, speculating. I, the I, future I, stunt coordinator right I, I here. Like I feel like I'm the funniest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you keep on doing that, buddy. Yes. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, Todd, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys, so much for having us on. As you can see, Trent and I. I really like Star Wars, yes. and we and go on wanna, many, many tangents. So. I want to join this. I want to join this. I oh, wanna you want to join this podcast now? You 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 want to just disband Big T? No, Little I, I want to do Big T, Little T. Yeah, but I want to do it um like um like what kind of, like the Mondays like, oh. like on this on um, podcast. Oh yeah, Mondays, okay. Please. Yeah, we'll just like insert us in here. Yeah, but <laughs> you can find us at uh, Big T Little T a podcast on Instagram, uh, B L I L T podcast on Twitter. Uh, we are on Twitch every once in a while. We like playing video games too. Yes. Um, so we're on Twitch at Big T, Little T. Um, yeah, so those are all the places you can find us. We do, again, we do weekly breakdowns of The Mandalorian right now, the same thing. Um, and then we're going to we're gonna switch back to Resistance Season 2 after Mandalorian's over. Take a little nice. Christmas break and then come back at it. Yeah. So, um, guys, really appreciate you having us on. We love it. Well, thank you oh, so much. Thank you, you guys so much for being great. on. All right, Phil, how about you tell our awesome listeners where they can send any feedback to? Sure. You can find us on our website, www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can track us down on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at It's Canon Podcast. 
you can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon. We're on Amazon now in Canada, finally. Yeah, anywhere you find podcasts, you're going to find the It's Canon Podcast show. And if it's not there, please let us know and we will get there. Make sure that you subscribe and please leave a rate and review. We really do appreciate all the listeners. Yes, we do. And, you know, if you leave a review, that helps us get our goal of bringing in sponsors. But enough about that fun stuff. There's so much more to dissect. Two more episodes. And we're going to be talking about them next Monday and the following Monday. So thank you, everyone. On behalf of Big T, Little T, on behalf of Phil, on behalf of Tyler, thank you for listening. And good night.